Hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring life change through Christ to all people, and we believe that happens when people say yes to Jesus. Do life together, get in the game, and leave a legacy. If this podcast inspires and challenges you to grow in your faith, subscribe to ensure you don't miss a single episode and share it with someone you know who may need it too. Again, thank you for joining us today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. But the last message of 2020, we're going to do it a little bit differently, a little bit differently, and even a little bit spicy is what is what is what we're going to call it. We are doing five. We're doing five in five, which is which is essentially this. We're we're going to have five communicators have five minutes to preach one point. Okay, and the five communicators that we that we have today. Uh, we're going to introduce you to them. Uh, right o- over here, we have Christian Sign, the Pastor Christian Sign, and he oversees yeah. he oversees Lifehouse Youth for us. Mm-hmm. Pastor Tiffany Goodrich, she she oversees Family Life here at at Lifehouse, and then we've got back here Isaiah Brown, <laughs> the worship director here at Lifehouse, and then we have got Andrea Lee. She oversees worship with Isaiah, sort of. I guess she's a, a, worse, a worship leader. You, you know her, though. She does her thing. Uh, and then we have got Carrie Jones here, the director of, the director of community here at Lifehouse. And they have five minutes each to preach one point. Here is our theme for today. One way to redeem 2020. That's what, that's what they're going to to do is they're going to give you one way to redeem 2020. So total today, you're you're going to get five ways to redeem 2020. We all know 2020 has been a crazy year, but we believe that God is a God that will take all things, right? What it says in in Romans 8:28 that God will take all things and make it work for your good according to his plan and his purpose. And we believe that God will and can take all things and put it to be for your good and for his glory if we if we if we let him so today we're going to give you five ways that you can redeem 2020 you know no matter how your 2020's been uh we believe today that god is that god is going to deposit something in you that you're going to be able to take with you into 2021 and the and, and the really is going to propel you into what god wants to do in your life in 2021. So we are excited. I'm excited. We want to encourage you. Be active in the chat yeah. with yes. us. If someone says something good, give them a amen. Give them a preach it, homie. Give them a <laughs> preach it. White boy. We got one white boy. But give us a preach it, <laughs> preach it, girl, whatever. <laughs> Shout them down. We are excited. I know today you're going to be blessed. And so to lead off today, we have got Pastor Kristen Shine, Kristen Shining, Christian Shining, Christian Shining. So, so look, we are going to make because I know all of them could talk for fifty minutes. Uh-oh. So we are going to make sure that they do five minutes. I told them when their five minutes is done, is done. We ain't doing five minutes fifty seconds. See, look, I get you know I know me, I go way over all the time. Okay, so but they're not going to get the same freedom that I do. Okay, so so five minutes. Five minutes, there's going to be a clock on your screen where once that five, that five minutes is done, 
you know, they're going to sit down and, and, and the next person is going to come up and do their point. So are you ready? If, if so, put it in the comment section and we're going to get things rolling today. Five ways to redeem 2020. Christian Sina, come up. Praise God. Hey, I think we can all agree that 2020 has been a piece of work. Amen. Yeah. Like, can we amen, all agree? Amen. Like, it seemed like every single day we would wake up and there would be a new problem that has, has risen up out of nowhere. Yeah. A new problem. And that new problem would suddenly would begin to consume us. Yep. It would take over our lives. And then we, at, with the consumption, we'd focus on the world's problems. And the world's problems suddenly became our own. Mm-hmm. Our own problems that we had to deal with. Yeah. And we, be, we began to lose sight of everything else that's going on around us. Because all we could do was focus mm-hmm. on these problems that were facing us in this year. And so I don't have to give you a list. I don't have to tell you all the things that have happened that have controlled our conversations, controlled our thoughts, given us fears, given us anxieties, all that stuff. I don't have to do that for you this year. You all have enough on your own. But I must say, when I was posed with this question, how do we redeem 2020? How do we redeem a year like this? You know, I had to go back to the source. I had to go to God's word because I realized that I couldn't find the answer in a self-help book. I couldn't find the answer on on an inspirational Facebook or Instagram post. I had to go to God's word and I had to find out what his pattern was and what he brought to us. So as I was reading and as I was studying and praying, I came across Exodus chapter 12. Now, when you flip over there, you're going to be like, of course, Pastor Christian picked Exodus chapter 12 because it's talking about a feast and a party. So, I mean, and you are absolutely right because anything involving food deserves my investigation. Because you see, the Bible does say, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I need to see what they were tasting so I can see how good God really is. Okay. Now, jokes aside, jokes aside, look. When you begin to read this section of scripture, you realize that this is the Passover feast. This is a feast and celebration of God delivering his people out of Egypt. And the and he gives them step-by-step instructions on how to do this every single year. And the best part of this honestly comes at the very beginning of chapter 12. When in, in the message, it says this on the very first verse. God spoke to Moses and Aaron while still in Egypt. While still in Egypt. Now, look, (laughs) Pharaoh hadn't even let them go yet. And God's telling them that they need to celebrate. They need to throw a feast and mark this day and remember what God has done and what he is going to do. Now, why a feast? Why a party? Why a celebration? I think because God knew that the rest of this time on earth, this, this earth, as long as it had, was not going to be rainbows, cupcakes, and glitter. It was not about to be a, a movie like Trolls, okay? And we, he knew that, that rough times would come. He knew that there would be storms, that there would be raging seas, that there would be years like 2020 where we look to our left and look to our right, and no matter what we saw, it felt like our lives were falling apart. But he knew, he knew that if we began to remember, if we began to celebrate what the things that God has done, if we begin to think about what God has brought us through, if we begin to think about what God has protected us from, when we think about that time that God made a way when there was no way, that we would begin to shift our focus and our thoughts, we would begin to break contact 
contact with our fears. Begin to break contact with our anxieties. Begin to break contact with our hurts and our pain. And we begin to move God into his proper place. And we get to magnify him and realize that our God is much bigger than any problem and any uh, thing that the enemy could bring up this entire year. God is not surprised by anything. He holds the entire galaxy in his hands. Nothing is a surprise or a problem or bigger than our God. And I'm here to tell you today, you may feel like this year has just been a complete wash. You may feel like this pandemic is going to be the end of you. You may feel like this is the end of everything, end of your dreams, end of your family, end of everything. But I'm here to tell you today, if you begin to remember, if you begin to celebrate what God has done, God is telling you today to mark this day and remember and remember what he has done for you and remember that all those things that he's done for you he will do for you now and exceedingly more in your present and in your future so today i want to know if you believe that with me if you could give me five seconds give god five seconds of praise whether it's in the chat whether it's here in the studio whether it's you're in your living room or you're in your kitchen i don't care what it is you just give five seconds of praise right now now where you are. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you for what you brought us out of. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for what you're going to do. My friends and family, Lifehouse, we can redeem this year if we choose to celebrate what God has done and what he's going to do. Amen. Come on, sir. Amen. 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 As we bring this year to a close, you may be thinking that you have never thought that you would be in the place that you're in right now. Our January sure looks a lot different than our December. When we started 2020, we had great expectations. We had projected achievements. We had new endeavors. We had ideas of greatness for this year. It was even prophesied that this year would be the year of clarity. It was going to be a year that we have perfect vision and we see things. And it was. We saw a lot of things. We saw a global pandemic caused astronomical loss. We saw the lives of many people lost on camera. We saw a lot this year. We saw that we had people that were that were struggling, people that were in trouble this year. But as a result, we're still here. Come on. Even though we faced adversity this year, we are still here. And we have a reason to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It is his will for us to be thankful to him. He is not oblivious. He is not uh, a, a God that is not aware. He is all-seeing and all-knowing. He is always there. He is one that empathizes with us. He knows what our feelings and our emotions are. And in the midst of a storm, he is right there with you. He never promised that we wouldn't face adversity. He never said that this life was going to be smooth sailing. He said that he will be there with us always. And always means always. Believers, we can rest assured that in the circumstances that we face, that he will use those things to help us to grow, to help us develop, to help build us up to be the people that he has called us to be. Amen? So we don't have to be thankful for the circumstance that we're in. But we need to be thankful in the circumstance Come that we're in. On, because he is Come there on. in the midst. That's he has never good. left yeah. us alone. He dwells within That's us good. everywhere we go. 
And as he is the sovereign God, we can trust and be rest assured mm -hmm. that he knows what is best for us. Yeah. Romans 8.28 says, and we know mm -hmm. that all things, yeah. not some things, all Ooh, things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Although we experienced many things this year that didn't feel good to us, mm -hmm. we know that they are good for us oh. because God made it good for us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And as we reflect on 2020, Let's embrace thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Let's be gracious yeah. and show gratitude to God because we are still here. Mm -hmm. There yeah. were some people that didn't make it to December. Yeah. Yeah. And as a result of us being here, that means that God has more for us to do. That means there is greater purpose for us. And so the things that we've gone through in 2020 can propel us into our 2021. Okay. So let's embrace thankfulness. Yeah. Let's be grateful to God for all that he has done, all that he will do, and all that he is doing through and in us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We can redeem 2020 by being grateful to God for his sovereignty. Yes. He knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He does what he wants to do because mm -hmm. he is the almighty God. Yes, he, yeah. he is never slack concerning his promises. Yeah. He does what he says he's going to do. Amen. And we are still here. Yeah. He is still with us. Amen. Y'all going to make me yeah. shout yeah. around this room. Come on. Yeah. Thank you, God. This pandemic is a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. Mm. I remember spending quite a bit of time in March planning my wife's 50th birthday party mm. just to have to cancel it because gathering guidance dictated that. that. Yeah. And it was terrible because I really wanted to make it something very special for her. Yeah. At the time, most of us were thinking it would only last a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. maybe a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And some of us relished in the fact that we could just relax mm -hmm. working from home mm -hmm. and having the social distance. Mm -hmm. But as the months of the pandemic racked up, what was once a place of comfort and rest became a cage mm -hmm. of Oof. angst and turmoil. Wow. That place is isolation, wow. a place where we strive to find anything to do to get our mind off of ourselves and our God. Some of you may welcome not being around people. I'm not that person. There are some of you, there are some of you that avoid being around people because it's not where you're comfortable. It's a comfortable cage where you feel safe, but it's still a cage. From the beginning, we were made for community good. and fellowship. On, God in Genesis 2.18 states that it was not good for man to be alone, yeah. so he created woman, and I thank God that he created Julia. Come on, sir. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.9 and 10 says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. We were wired and programmed to flourish within the context that's of good. community. Wow, Early in the pandemic, I was dreading isolation so much that I would make grocery trips every day. <laughs> I ran away from prolonged isolation. Yeah. I would drown out the silence with unending noise, mm. the unending noise of rushing to complete non-urgent tasks, mm. binge watching Netflix, mm. and mindlessly scrolling on the gram or Facebook. Mm. And I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. September came and some events arose that caused the isolation to magnify to a point that I had never faced in my life. Mm. I grew up with three brothers, and most of my adult life, I've had kids and a wife. So I never knew that the silence that I experienced in September. Mm. Um, in that month, I felt disconnected and alone mm. for the first time. Mm. 
I've counseled and talked to many folks that have felt the heaviness and weight of isolation, choking every bit of joy from their life. Mm -hmm. I now had a little glimpse into what they felt. October this year, my view on isolation was radically transformed. I went to a retreat and they carved out four hours of every day for silence and solitude. <laughs> and I'll tell you, some of you guys would just be so happy to have it. Uh, the first day I had it, I went 30 minutes in the Bible, 30 minutes praying. Then I looked up at the clock and there was three hours left and I was like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> By the end of that week though, I found it to be a place where I can encounter a living God. And since I've been back home, I make it a point to use the first hour plus of every single day in devotions. Mm. If you know me, you know I enjoy working out. It's mm. something that I've done first thing in the morning for the last 20 years. Mm. It's one of the reasons that PJ and I uh, became as close as we were. Uh, but I reprioritize things. Mm. Changing what got the first part of my day on, changed okay. what was a priority in yeah. my life. Yeah, Not just what, but what is the priority in my life? The precious devotion time and isolation that I spend with the Father is what charges me up for the day. It gives me exactly what I need for each day. Isolation was redeemed by taking the cage and making it into a charging station. When we want to see an example of this principle, all we have to do is look at the gospel. Look at what Jesus did. Whether it was late at night or early in the morning, That's right. Matthew 14, 23, after he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. And Mark 1, 35 also speaks to it in the morning. So it's in these times where God can equip you, encourage you, commune yeah. with you, and transform you to be what he has called you to be. If you have not been spending time in the charging station, just get started with 15 minutes every day. At the same time, be intentional. If you don't know what to do, get with one of the people on this stage or one of the leaders of our church, and we will walk with you. TLC time, to love Christ time, is a time where you can be refreshed, renewed, recharged, and transformed. As a father, I love my children. And I like nothing more than when they want to spend time with yeah. me and don't want anything from me. We have a Father in Heaven that delights in us and wants us to desire to be in His presence. So in 2020, I learned a valuable lesson. Don't run from isolation, but run to it. Change the isolation from your cage to your charging station. Come on. Preach, charging station. Lord have mercy, that was good. That was good. Can I be real with y'all? Yeah. Uh, 2020, is that all right? Yeah. Is that all right? Yes. Uh, 2020 for me has been like one big tsunami, <laughs> starting from January all the way to yeah. December. Uh, and if it wasn't for Jesus, uh, I wouldn't be left standing. The waves would have swept me away. Um, but what we see in his word is that Jesus teaches us a lot of lessons in the storm. And I want to look at one of those lessons that he teaches about in Matthew chapter 7, okay. starting at verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house, yet it didn't collapse. Why? Because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house. Mm. And what happened? And it collapsed. Yeah. And its collapse was great. Mm. 
it wasn't even a little kind of like yeah. shingles yeah. falling down. It was utterly, yeah. it was utterly destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about this text is that in either scenario, the storm still came. Like whether you were prepared or not, the storm still came. And what God showed me in 2020 is that I I had a crisis faith. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, if we were honest, can have crisis faith. Mm -hmm. Where I trust you after the storm hits and I'm sinking and there's debris all around me. And so I lift my hands and I cry out my voice for you to save me. But what's ironic is that the thing I found myself running to, I had before the storm. Right or wrong. Like, it was just sitting, like, on my desk collecting dust before the storm. So if I ran to it anyway, can I have what I like to call a proactive faith? And that's what I would say if we're talking about how we redeem 2021 or 2020 into 2021, is look back in the areas of your life that the storm shook you. Yes. Whether it was emotionally or physically, mm-hmm. financially, physically, whatever it was, mm-hmm. what was your structure for those areas in your life? Was mm-hmm. it built on the word? Mm-hmm. If not, that's probably why it collapsed so greatly. And, and what I feel God teaching me is that in 2021, Isaiah, I need you to have proactive faith. I need you to, you're always looking, I know PJ talks about this, you're always looking for a fresh word. Can you just look at the word that I gave you? And can you build your foundation? on the wood and the stone and everything that I gave you to build a secure house that will not be shaken. Because God already told us that we will face trouble in this world. We will face heartbreak. We will grieve. There will be pain. There will be persecution. And yet, his word will last forever. And if we build our our lives on the foundation of his word, we will not collapse. We will not be shaken. So I want to encourage you with that. Think through the areas of your life that were shaken in 2020. And how can you be proactive in 2021? Practically, that may look like joining a life group, right? That may look like asking for help, which is, I'm learning, y'all. I'm working on it. But I've seen that there's fruit when you ask for help. Maybe that's what it looks like for you in 2021. Uh, Maybe you just do a Bible reading plan and you get in your word. Maybe you make prayer and worship your charging station, right? And you make it the first part of your day and you make it priority. But whatever you do, do not let the storm go to waste because there's so much that God wants to teach you in it. And the way to redeem it, I think, is instead of having crisis faith, be proactive for what he's already given you. Come on. That's good. Let's go. Let's go. You They do more than sing. Come on, Jesus. All right. Man, why are you going to make me go last? That's right. This has been so good. So when I think about what do I want to bring in this new year with me? Like, what do I want to bring from 2020 into 2021? Um, And one word that I just could not shake was just love Mm -hmm. and a fresh revelation, a true revelation of love. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not talking about that soft, vulnerable, (laughs) um, romantic love. That's good stuff too, right? Like Pastor John says, it's it's both and, right? (laughs) Right? Shout out to PJ. Um, I want to share a passage with y'all. It's taken from Psalm 33, 16 through 19. And it says, the best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you victory. For all its strength, it cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear him. And y'all, those who rely on his unfailing 
love. Come on, Come on. He rescues Come on. them from death and keeps them alive in times yes. of famine. That's so yes. good. Y'all, love. We've watered down love to mm. an emotion, right? Oh, and because on. it's something yeah. that can be attained, it's mm. something that we feel mm. we need to strive to sustain, oh, and wow. it's something that we feel that can be lost. Wow. This is not how God loves us. Okay. In my 42 years of life, I've learned that, yes, sometimes love is this soft, vulnerable way. Mm. But when David wrote this passage, y'all, David was in battle. Yeah. David yeah. was so yeah. pleading yeah. to God yeah. for salvation yeah. because a pestilence, mm -hmm. a disease had hit the people of Israel. Wow. Yeah. 70,000 people perished. Does that sound familiar, y'all? Yeah. Does that sound anything yeah. like the time that we're living in right now? Wow. That's good. So the thing about God's love is that it is a faithful commitment yeah. to his people. Yeah. Yeah. God's love is not the emotion that we think of today. Mm -hmm. It is an unwavering commitment to mm -hmm. act on the benefit of those who he is in covenant with. Mm -hmm. Y'all, sometimes we think that because it's not something we strive for, we don't put value on it. Mm -hmm. This love is something that because you were here, his, yeah. you have it, you obtain it. Yes. It's not something you obtain, it's something you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is in love that God created this earth that we live in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is in love that God sent his son, y'all. It is because yeah. of love that Jesus endured the torture of yeah. the cross yeah. because of his love. Y'all, any source outside of God's presence, mm -hmm. any source outside of God's love is finite. Mm -hmm. It's limited, and it is not enough. So 2020 left us grasping, mm -hmm. left us grasping for causes, left us grasping for ways to protect our health and ways to protect our loved ones, yep. left us grasping for ways mm -hmm. to secure our finances, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. But the only source that can save, mm -hmm. it wasn't yeah. the war horse. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It wasn't the warrior. Yeah, it is on. God's unwavering Woo. love. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to leave y'all with, with one more thought. Love is a motivator. Yeah. It strengthens us to go against our selfish nature, so to do things that are braver than our mm -hmm. flesh would normally allow, mm -hmm. stronger than our flesh would normally allow, yeah. and more generous than our flesh would normally allow. The word says faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I think we, when we act in love, we are most like our Father because God is love. Love is not something that makes us weak. It's what fuels us to do the hard things, to forgive people who hurt you, to stand with someone and endure with someone who is different from you, to show up for people who will never repay you mm. or recognize you. Are there any parents in the house? Y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> Steadfast love, what we're talking about y'all, is less Hallmark and more Gladiator. Come right? on, Come on now. Come It's on. not soft and weak That's and right. vulnerable. Yes. Wow. It's strength yes. to forgive and endure. It is strength, mm. it is stronger than hate, mm. stronger than yeah. jealousy. It allows us to walk with our brother it is the thing that ties us mm. together, y'all, because yeah. without love, mm. we do not have what we need to endure what this earth will take mm. us so through. Wow. So, God, we just we thank you, O oh Lord, for your love. Yeah. Yeah. We thank you, O oh God, that it is bigger and stronger than yeah. any 
giant, any battle that we will face, oh God. Thank you, O oh Lord, for your love. Yes. Yes. You're going to come right here. There we go. That's right. Come on, Lifehouse fam. Can we give it up for our five and five crew today? Come on. Let's give them some love in the comments sections. Man, y'all just got a buffet. Uh, you just closed out 2020 with a buffet. What incredible messages that you heard today talking about oh, celebrate what God's done. Come on. Be thankful. Not just for, but be thankful in. Redeem isolation. Proactive faith and the steadfast, unfailing love of God. Come on. Look, we want you to put a bow on 2020 and see possibly what God has been doing that you might have not seen. Because honestly, each person, each person here has got a story for 20 for 2020. Why? Because I know them. I know what they've walked through. I know what they have been through. And what they said today was not just a good word that we all shouted for. What they said today was something that came from deep in their soul that they prayed that would speak to you wherever you are today. Thank you again for joining us today. If you need prayer, have any questions about what you just heard or said yes to Jesus for the first, second, or third time today, please reach out to us at lifehousenn.com or text 757-690-2401. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and help guide you through the next steps in your faith journey. In the meantime, we hope you'll join us online next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at lifehouseonline.com or in person for a live worship service at 8.30 a.m. or 10.15 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Theater in Newport News, Virginia. Visit lifehousenn.com for more information or to reserve your live worship service spot today.